Man visits Grand Canyon, feels nothing. Hey, this is the It's All True podcast from Touch Vision, powered by America's second favorite source for fake news, thewhiskeyjournal.com. I'm your host, Tim Barnes, and you just heard a fake news headline from comedian Sarin Shoxi. It's All True is all about getting to know great people and having them share funny personal true stories. This week, I chat with comedian Sean Donnelly about how he's preparing for his upcoming half-hour special on Comedy Central. It means my career right now. It basically means it'll, that'll keep, I'll keep working. It means that I, I get to stay being a comic. It means that uh, it legitimizes me as a comic more, because I think the whole time, I think when, you, when you're insecure as a comic, I think the whole time you're like, when are they going to figure out that I have no idea what I'm doing? <laughs> Andy tells a story about growing up in the suburbs. I grew up in Stewart Manor, which is literally six blocks. Like, there's, <laughs> there's, there's it's so small that it's just, the, the street names are A through F, because that, that's, that's it. After F, it's done. I know you want to hear it, but let's be patient. Here's some of Sean Donnelly's comedy. I like being married. I enjoy it. Me and my wife like Netflix a lot. You guys like Netflix, yes? I like when they suggest movie categories to you on Netflix, right? When they're like, if you like this, you might like this. You might like teen comedies. You might like buddy movies, right? They suggested a category to me the other day. It was called road trip movies. Top of the list, natural born killers. That was a real suggestion they gave. <laughs> they're like, if you liked Marley and me, You'll love Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> I don't look like I do this, but with my Netflix, I just watch hours and hours of Murder, She Wrote. That's all I do. I love that show. I was watching an episode of Murder, She Wrote the other day, and in the episode, Jessica Fletcher travels to New York, and she finds out that one of her former students from Cabot Cove, Maine, moved to New York, became a prostitute, and got murdered, okay? And I'm watching this alone in my apartment. And out loud, I said this. I go, oh, that's terrible. <laughs> I said, I need a shawl and some tea quick. I'm turning into my mother. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I'm becoming my mother. That was comedian Sean Donnelly on The Late Show with David Letterman. Sean is no stranger to podcasting, yet somehow we still had that classic podcast moment where we announced to each other that we are indeed recording. Yeah, are we started? Yeah, we're recording. Oh, all yes. right, cool. Should I put my That's headphones my, on? Oh, yeah, all if right, you cool. want. Yeah, can you hear yourself? There should be a knob under there. Uh, yeah, I can hear okay, myself. Nice. Yeah, all right. I didn't know we started already. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that yeah. part of podcasts where people... It's, yeah. Would, but, but you know what I realized? I run a podcast myself, and it's like the best way to do it. Because yeah. otherwise, it just goes so awkward. Like, okay, yeah. it becomes well, just like a like, shock jock show yeah. or something. Like it's that. just like stand-up. My favorite thing to say, I learned this loophole, and it was the most mind-blowing thing. I called it a loophole. I don't know if it yeah. is. But I go on stage and I say the words before I get started. Let me say this. So then it feels like, but I am starting. Yeah. But yeah. I'm saying before I get started. So it hasn't started yet. I like that. I like that idea. It's like you're almost, you're, you're mind tricking them. You're, exactly. You're, yeah, it's yeah, like a Jedi. It's like a Jedi thing where you're like, well, no, this isn't the real show yet. This is me just, just kind of like getting settled in. This is yeah. me hanging out. This is before we get started. This isn't even the show. And if you like this, can you only imagine what the show is going to be like? 
It's <laughs> just so a control. Okay, now the show is Now the show yeah. is starting. Once I get yes. that big laugh. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. That's what it is. <laughs> what it and then is. in your head, you're like, you've all been fooled. You've been fooled. I did this to you. You don't even know. Yeah. Now, I understand you started at age, was it 28? I started when I was 28, yeah. 28. Yeah. I was talking about that last night with another comic. I about Because I always think... <clears throat> things are going pretty well right now, but I always think like, oh, I started too late. I started too late. And uh, I realized that I didn't start too late. I started at the exact right time I should have started because if I would have started when I was 21, I think I would have, for how comedy is, you know how comedy is, like it, it will crush your soul. <laughs> so I don't know if 21-year-old Sean Donnelly could have handled what would have happened but it was it something that was always in the back of your head? Yes. Like, I need to do this. Oh, my whole life. I, lo- I loved it. I used to listen to stand-up with my dad when I was a kid. We'd listen to George Carlin records, and I was into, like, when I was a little bit older, I was into Gaffigan and Brian Regan, and, and when I was, I used to watch all those, um, back in the day, they had, MTV had a, uh, like, a comedy show called uh, MTV Half Hour Comedy Hour, and it was awesome. Like I've never heard of that, actually. Uh, well, you might be too young for it. Maybe. Yeah. Who, who's I'm 36. Yeah. <laughs> Like Brian Regan was on it, like doing five minutes, you know, that kind of stuff. Brian Regan, anybody big that you can think of now was on that show. Only on MTV. MTV's half-hour comedy hour. If it's half ours, who does the other half belong to? But seriously, folks, wow! Now, before you had the outlet of stand-up, because I feel like, personally, before I had the outlet of stand-up, I was very annoying in conversations, because that was my one-time... To you, test you out run your jokes. bits, my bits. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I wasn't. I don't think I was a. I don't think I was annoying. I probably was. <laughs> I think, and I think what happens, like what you just said, I think it's before you know what stand up is too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it's one of those things where I think I was like that when I was way younger. Like, how old are you now? I'm. Uh, oh, <laughs> you don't I'm even 20, know. Twenty six. Twenty six. Oh yeah, I you're was, super young. What's weird? I wanted to say twenty eight. Twenty eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like it's, it's around. You want? You're like I feel twenty eight. I feel like a twenty eight year old man, but I'm twenty six in this in this mortal. <laughs> Buddy, um, what you call it? I think that uh, I think there's a thing. Like if you ever have, think about all the people who probably come up to you at their shows and they go, "Hey man, hey you do, hey I I got I, I do comedy as well. I have my own comedy <laughs> that I do with my friends that I do in our back backyard." That I, and it's like, no, 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 no. You don't understand what it is. And I think what happens is once you start doing it, it usually there are guys who try to be on all the time. But I think when, like you said, it's boiling up inside of you so much that you're like you're the always on guy. You're the guy who. <laughs> And then once you have that outlet, you're like, you know, yeah. it's, 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 you're like, you're not, you're not that guy anymore. You're, you're not. just normal you're dude. You're actually the worst at conversations. Yeah, yes. You're the worst at yes. parties. Oh, it has made me severely awkward. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, dude. I think I used to be a way more adjusted person in social situations than yeah. I am now. I'm still, I'm okay, but yeah. I'm, but I want to leave faster than I used to. I used to, <laughs> I think when it comes to stand up and you, and you talk so much and you talk for a living, I think that you, you don't want to talk at, afterwards. You don't want to talk. You don't want to be in com- the way comics talk to each other is skipping major chunks of conversation because you're used to yeah. just get to the point. Yes. Riff on it a little bit. Yes, exactly. But it's not, and they have a shared experience. That's what I realized too. Is like, <laughs> my wife wants to die when she goes out to things with me that have to do with comedy because they, you're literally sitting there. We could talk about you. Could, like, we're comics. We could talk about comedy for hours, <laughs> hours, dude. How many times have you been on a car trip with a comic and you're like, oh my god, we could talk about this for four or five hours. <laughs> and if a normal person was in the in the car, they'd be like, they would jump out of the car. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, they'd yeah. be like, get me out of here. But it's totally cool with us. But if you go to another place and then somebody tells you about some other thing that you don't care about and you're like, get me out of this conversation right away. <laughs> for some reason, comedy like takes over. And it's always like, you know, it's all different aspects of comedy and yeah. it, it's always things that you know already and it's a shared experience 
and that's why comics relate to each other more and they're able to talk to each other easier because what it is is it really one thing that gets lost on me sometimes because I'm pretty you get pretty also as a comic you're insecure and you don't realize what you're doing there's moments now especially as I've been like doing these clubs and headlining to these clubs it is there is a thing to it where like wow yeah a majority of the people in the world would would not do this (laughs) there's you know what I'm saying a majority this is a this is a special thing that people don't do and it's a special thing where you're you're helping you are helping somebody's night. You, like they, you're helping their their week or whatever. Yeah. Sometimes they come to these shows and they it really does help them because they're like, I had a crummy week. I've had people say that where it's like, I had a crummy week. This show was fun. Thank you so much. And it's like, <laughs> well, I never thought of it that way. I just thought of it as I want to do this. Yeah. And and I think also early on, I'm getting. I think I'm trying to get more mature in my career. I think early on, what you think, I don't know how you think when you yeah. go up on stage. I especially being in New York and I started in New York and there can be tough audiences. I think I thought that uh, y- you hate me, you hate uh-huh. all of you hate me, uh-huh. and I'm going to win you over. And, I, and if I win you over, then I win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, but you still hate me at the end of the day. But I, yeah. but I, but I, if I get you, I get you. That yeah. kind of thing. And that's not what it is. <laughs> it's not most shows in the universe. Everybody, people are on your side. They want to be. They want to be there, and they want to have a good time. But it took me the longest time to realize that. <laughs> now, starting at 28, did you have to tackle starting comedy a little differently? Because it's, it is a young man's game in a certain sense right now, where a lot of people starting out, or did you feel like you were starting out with people with like a 20 year old or a fit like 18 year old? I was starting out with guys that were probably like, uh, like I started with like you probably know these guys. You might have had them on your show, like Dan Saint Germain, oh, yeah. uh, Mark Normand, uh, Mike Lawrence uh, in New York. I, 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 those are the guys I started with. Um, and they are, they're about five or six years younger than me. So I don't think I got, I didn't start with like 20 year olds where I'm, I'm 28 and this yeah. guy's like 20. And also I think, <laughs> I think what helps is I'm not an adult. I think that I'm not your typical 36 year old where I know how to fix a car or build something like a, like a birdhouse yeah. or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I think it helped being a moron. I think helped me hang out with younger comics because no. I almost had that mindset already. And I, and I, I don't, I don't look my, I look my age pretty much, but I think I yeah. act younger than I am. So I think I, it, whatever, it, whatever it is. So what do you think you tackled it differently? Do you like, I think that I, no, you know what it was? The, I didn't tackle it differently. I'll tell you why. Because when I started out, all I wanted to do was like, I want to see if I can do this. My one goal was just not to be the delusional guy who's not funny <laughs> and goes up there and thinks he's funny. So I, it's true. I was like, yeah. as long as I can do that, I'm going to give myself a year after I did it a few times. I'm like, I'm going to give myself a year. If I get better in a year, I'll keep going. And uh, so I think. I didn't even have I didn't even have career and you don't even have a career in mind at that point like I just had like hey can I do this can I get people to laugh on stage and stuff like that yeah. and if I can that's great and it's a great feeling and then I'll see how long how far I can take this yeah. kind of thing and then now where it's at has it's exceeded my wildest dreams you know and I'm you're going to be doing a, a 30 minute special for Comedy Central right you're yeah. on that, that new list how does that yeah. feel I feels I, I, it feels insane it feels like a different person <laughs> it, does, it feels out of control I can't I, I, I freaked out well, I found out I was in I was just in Reno and I found out while I was eating at a buffet in Reno with a bunch of 80-year-olds around me. <laughs> so I literally, my manager, my agent told me over the phone, and I started losing my mind in the middle of this buffet, and they started scooting their chairs over oh in God. the buffet. Yeah, but I, it feels great, dude. I never, I never, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, you, those are the things you watched. I would yeah. watch, one of the things that made me want to do comedy was Nick Swartzen's uh, half hour from back in the day. Like I was like, that's one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. You know, with the John Stamos joke. You ever watch that one? I haven't seen that. Oh, one, no. watch it. You'll love it. You'll lo- it holds. Oh my god, you love it. Like I'm actually like looking forward to my funeral, which sounds kind of weird because like I just like to have fun, you know. And I'm gonna have fun with my funeral. 
Because I think you should. Like, it's your last party on earth, you know? It's like, I think you should, like, spice it up. You know, like, I've got a couple things I'm going to do. First thing I'm going to do for my funeral is I'm going to have, like, a, a chunk of money and send it off to some random celebrity and have him show up at my funeral. Like, save up, like, five grand just for this, you know? And be like, here's five grand. And mail it off to some celebrity, like, like John Stamos from Full House. <laughs> here's five grand. All you have to do, keep the money, just fly to my funeral, show up, cry, and leave. That's it. That's all you have to do. Just show up, cry. That's it. You don't have to talk to anybody or anything. I just think it'd be great to see all my friends and family at the funeral like, oh my God, I can't believe he's dead, man. He's dead. It's just not right, man. It's just not right. <laughs> hey, is that John Stamos? <laughs> What does the 30-minute special mean to you? It means a lot of things. It means everything right now. It means my career right now. It basically means it'll, that'll keep, I'll keep working. It means that I, I get to stay being a comic. It means that uh, it legitimizes me as a comic more, because I think the whole time, I think when, you, when you're insecure as a comic, I think the whole time you're like, when are they going to figure out that I have no idea what I'm doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, when are they going to figure out that I'm, you know, I'm like, you know, like they're going to they're gonna hate me out of nowhere or something like that, you but know? I feel like the, that's the beauty, because you realize the people on top even feel that way. Yeah. Oh, sure. All of them are like, because yeah. we're all con artists. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what we're doing. Yeah, we're, we're tricking you into liking us for, <laughs> for 20 minutes to a half hour, whatever it is. Yeah, and then yeah. when you're on the top, when you're like Chris Rock, this is the long con. That's what we all want. I mean, not yeah. that he's not. I no, mean, no, not that he's amazing. Yeah, exactly. But what he's done is he's created an image. Mm-hmm. He's created this package, and mm-hmm. we all believe it. Yes, I hope, and I, it's true. And it is him. But yeah. I'm sure in his head, I'm sure he's like, "Oh, I, these people are idiots. They don't know what, <laughs> what I'm really am." I guarantee you. I, I, I think that, and I think that's why we do it. I think it's like this <laughs> this need to be liked. This need to be liked, where you you don't want to have to do the things to be liked, where you're. You know, you're making friends and life and everything like that, and you're you and and it's for the love of comedy. It starts out for the love of comedy, and then it becomes like, it becomes almost like you're addicted to it. I think not to sound too cheesy about it, but it's true. Like I think people get you get to a point where you you feel just feel that's where you feel comfortable on stage is where you feel comfortable and you enjoy it. And when it goes when it goes great, it goes great, and it, there's nothing better than it. So yeah. I think that's what. And that and then that and that part in your head legitimizes it well as well. You're like, yes, I am, le- I am legitimate. Like, and there's different milestones. Yeah. While you're doing it, that help you along the way to be like, yes, I should be doing. This. <laughs> and the half hour is one of them. When I got, I did a late night spot a couple of years ago. I'm like, that was huge. Where I was like, oh, all right, Letterman, that's, right? yeah, I did Letterman. And I'm like, all right, this makes it. I'm like, okay, I'm not a fraud for another year. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> for like, another yeah, year. Yeah, for another year. <laughs> and then it's like, I just, I'll just keep going. Yeah. And uh, you know, so, so I think, yeah, I think everybody. Has the I've even had a conversation that, like that a while ago with a friend of mine who was like uh, he wasn't getting booked at spots and stuff like and I go well you know this so and so is worried they haven't got a half hour and he told me he goes well that's that's a half hour I'm talking about getting at the bar <laughs> show down the block I go yeah but don't you realize every level of this thing there's insecurity every level doesn't matter who you are we'll be right back with more it's all true to hear Sean's funny personal true story. A couple of my friends were like into graffiti and like a couple of my friends are still like still know about graffiti and stuff like that. And I was like a wannabe. I had no, oh, no idea. But we decided we we're going to like write graffiti one night. You won't want to miss it. So stick around after this highlight of what's new at Touch Vision. Hey, y'all, it's Molly Adams. I make stuff here at Touch Vision, and I wanted you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can go to youtube.com slash touchvision. We put all of our awesome commentaries, news, analysis on there, and you'll get notified as soon as it is up. 
And you will also see exclusive YouTube comment, including my show, Speaking of News. Comes out every afternoon. We do some analysis. We do some commentary. We tell some jokes. Check it out. See you on the internet. YouTube.com slash TouchVision. Welcome back to the It's All True podcast. I'm your host, Tim Barnes. And in each episode, I ask a guest to reveal a headline for a funny personal true story. This week's guest is comedian and co-host of the My Dumb Friends podcast, Sean Donnelly. Here's his headline. Uh, <laughs> the newspaper would have picked it up. Uh, suburban white kids think they're tough. <laughs> I don't know. Suburb- suburban white kids think they're tough. I guess suburban white kids... Yeah, not so savvy. I don't know. Something like that. It would be okay, awful. Okay. So you're one of these suburban white kids. I'm a suburban. I am a Long Island suburban white kid who grew up on hip hop, who thinks, he probably thought I was way tougher than I was. Not where I was like beating people up, but I was like, you know, I definitely thought I had the, the probably the black experience more than, but I, but I did not. And, uh, you know, Long Island's not that big, but even smaller is the town I grew up in. I grew up in Stewart Manor, which is literally six blocks. Like there's, there's, there's it's so small. Small that it's just the, the street names are A through F because that, that's that's it. After F, it's done. Fernwood is the last. That's my block. Fernwood. So you had to represent. I had to rep- I was representing Fernwood Terrace. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when I was about like 16, 17 years old, we, me and my friends, we, I was a skateboarder in high school. Like I, you wouldn't know that now because I'm like a, you know, hundred pounds overweight. And we thought we like, you know, we thought we were more badass than we were. You know what I'm saying? So. Uh, we decided, we, well, a couple of my friends were like into graffiti and like a couple of my friends are still, they still know about graffiti and stuff like that. And I was like a wannabe. I had no, oh, no idea, but we decided we we're going to like write graffiti one night. <laughs> so what happens is we go to like the train station in my house, I mean, in my house, near my house, the train station down the block. It's from my an house. acid trip. Yeah. yeah, exactly. The train station down the block from my house and, uh. We're like real cloak and dagger about it. We're like, all right, we'll go. And we were going to write graffiti. We had spray paint and everything. We're going to write graffiti uh, in the underpass. Like, so that's, that's how suburban and white we were. That we were like, hey, we don't want to mess up any outside buildings. Let's just do it inside under the underpass. Where only people walking through will see it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like polite graffiti. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's just hey, we don't really bug anybody. So let's just do it, you know. We all set it up, and then we had it where uh, I was supposed to be lookout. Uh, and it was like probably like four of us, and we brought down the spray paint <clears throat> to the underpass. And my one friend is literally, I'm not even paying attention because I'm 16 and I don't care. I'm like an idiot. And my one friend is writing graffiti in this underpass. He's doing a giant, like, big piece or whatever you want to call it. And uh, out of nowhere, like, like probably like 10, 10 feet away from him, he hears this. He hears, Psst, Drop the can, son. And it's a it's an auxiliary policeman, and he's there. And my friend literally freaks out, chucks the can, hits the guy in the head, not like knocks him on the ground, and we just run. We all he goes run, like almost like at a Goonies, run. You know what I'm saying? And we all book it. We book it up the stairs. We we are so terrified. We're running, 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 running. We're hiding in. Uh, like somebody's backyard 
and there just so happens to be there's like helicopters and cop cars everywhere. And we're like, oh my god, we're gonna go to jail. We're done. We're totally done. Oh my god, this is insane. So we're we're all talking and we're petrified and we're like, what are we gonna do in jail? We're trying to figure out what we're gonna do in jail. Yeah. We're sitting there like losing our minds, losing our minds. Uh, and then it turns out that uh, the the helicopters and the cars were for some guy who robbed a store, a King Cullen nearby, a, a supermarket, and nobody cared that we wrote graffiti. That guy never even followed us, and we were just dumb white kids from the suburbs. <laughs> that's basically the, the whole story, but it was just one of those things when you're 16, that's, uh, you're terrified. Yeah. You, know? you can already imagine the court case and everything. Oh, yeah. You, oh, yeah. yeah that, I, I'm going to testify against my friends. <laughs> Did you have the can? Did you not have the can? Who was spraying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, this courtroom drama. It's going to law and order spray paint. Yeah. Did they catch the guy? Did they catch the other the robber guy? Yeah, yeah, because that's how we found out. Because uh, <laughs> it was in the paper, it was on the news or something like that. So oh. we, they did catch the guy, and that's how we were like, oh, we had to, we had to be like, oh, that wasn't for us. We kind of felt like bad that they, we weren't getting chased. Yeah. Oh, okay, that was because for days that happened a couple days later. So I think for like two days we were like walking around thinking we were going to get arrested. Like it was really, <laughs> but that's that's your world when you're 16 and you yeah. don't realize nobody cares. Nobody cares what you're doing. And that's the show. I hope you enjoyed it. It's All True is a production of Touch Vision. And for more info on this program and other revealing, intimate, people-centered stories about the world we live in, visit touchvision.com today. If you dig the show, please subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. It's a big help, and it means a lot. My Twitter handle is TimBarnes451, and follow the show at All True Podcast. This is Tim Barnes signing off saying, I believe in you.